Hi, I'm Renee Philpott, and this is Selling with Charm. After over 26 years in sales, there's one thing I have learned. Sales is fun. Join me as I help you simplify your sales process, and together we will reach your weekly, monthly, and yearly goals. Let's get started. Hey, how you doing? Good. You've been here two weeks in a row, three weeks if you count the replay. What about that? Ah, it's exciting. Uh, glad to get the invite back. Um, <laughs> I, like I said, I was starting to think for a while. I must have done something wrong because I hadn't been invited back for a while. So, Okay. So last week, we talked about your goals, how I got you on board, why I am the reason you can run a 100-mile race. That's right. Now, everybody knows that it's the woman behind the man. Right. Definitely. 100%. So this week, I want to talk about some goals that I had and how you were supportive of those and kind of how I had to talk you into it. It was worth it. <laughs> um, but I thought if we could talk a little bit about that, it might inspire somebody else to share what's on their heart with their spouse. Yeah, sounds great. Okay. So you had some running goals. And back several years ago, when you started running, um, uh, love our copier business, but I felt like I wanted to do a little bit more um, because I was just like you. I had spent a lot of time going to practices and ball games with the boys. And when they started to grow up and have girlfriends and be gone all the time, you kind of feel like you're missing something. And in the beginning, I kind of thought like I need to throw everything out and start over. At the time, I spent a lot of time thinking about the sales goals for our company. And we've been blessed. We had grown every year that we were in business continually, but it was a lot of stress. And I had to go through a lot of things with managing people and salespeople and life. I had some control issues. I didn't mm -hmm. want to give up control. There was a lot of things that were going on that was holding me back from doing all the things I wanted to do. So kind of like I said last week, sometimes you feel like I need to just get rid of everything and start over. I kind of was feeling like that nothing is working. I need to start over. Thank goodness I did not do that. <laughs> um, because um, through a lot of prayer, uh, a lot of persistence, a lot of communicating with you, we were able to work out doing some different things. So I had joined um, some masterminds with women business owners, and I had never really been around other business owners, but especially women business owners. Um, I kind of, I'm sort of an independent kind of person. I'm an only child. Uh, I can spend hours alone. It does not bother me um, because I had, had a job in outside sales to start with. Uh, it really introduced me to the idea of goals and quotas and kind of stretching beyond what you think you can do. Uh, so I loved all of that. And I really wanted to do something different. And you were very supportive during the whole thing. Uh, joined masterminds. We made several trips to California, some very unique things. It was an investment of time and money. And you were willing to do that. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, and for, I love houses. It's no secret. I love houses. I love to decorate. I love to thrift. Um, I just love the idea of making a change, making something kind of homey and pretty and moving on to something else. Mm -hmm. And you really didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> no. A lot of trouble to you, I yep. think. 
Um, we have been, I would say, to seven or eight states looking at home tours. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, easy. Um, because every time we go somewhere, if there is a home tour around, um, like a home show or if there's something special I hear about, sometimes we make a trip to go see those. There used to be a Street of Dreams tour in Atlanta, and we would go every year. And I, I just love that kind of thing. You've always been very supportive. And so I love those kinds of things. I started my coaching business because I love getting to meet new people, hear about their businesses, and the opportunity to help them really gets me excited. And so you were, you know, like I said, very supportive. And during this time, I learned to give up some of the things I was holding on pretty tight to uh, at PDS. Mm -hmm. And I had um, to learn that sometimes somebody else can do something and do it better than you. Uh, And that was a big challenge for me. Uh, It took a couple of years to let go of a lot of things. And but. Because I did that, lo and behold, they were doing it better. And PDS even had some growth because I was willing to say, okay, I'm going to help somebody else. I'm going to let them do it Mm -hmm. uh, and let go of control. And then that freed me up to do some of the other things that I had been looking forward to doing. Uh, Some of that I gave you took over Mm -hmm. um, and are much better at it than I was. You always thought you always said I didn't trust you, but I have a hard time of giving up the control of something that I feel like it should be something I'm doing. Um, so I really appreciate you doing yeah. that. Well, that's something I think that it was, it was a control thing. You necessarily something you had to do, but you felt like that if you had it, you was doing it, you felt like you had the control of knowing what was going on. And when I think you finally give up on that, and you kind of kind of let other people start helping you with it. You've seen it, that you grow in other places that really made you stronger of a person all around then. You still kind of seen what was going on, but like I said, it made you stronger. And that's something that's really hard because I joke all the time, I mean, you both do, like that God put two um, control freaks together somewhere or another because we're both very controlling. and uh, But we work really good together on that, though, that yeah. we, I don't know how it works out, but although we're both very controlling, we know how to help each other, but we know who to like. We let each other work on that their part in order to get at the end and get together on it. Yes, I think we recognize each other's strengths uh, and are able to communicate. I think this you should take lead on this, mm. or I should take lead on on that, and it has worked out very well. When I started sharing and delegating some responsibilities it opened me up to do some new things Mm -hmm. Uh, and that that can be very fulfilling if you are going through something and you think uh, I'm in this situation I don't know what to do you can make small adjustments so you don't have to quit your job you don't have to sell your business you don't have to stay in bed for a week to get through it But instead, you can make small adjustments. You can start by, if you're feeling like you have so much responsibility and you're the only one that can do it and do it right, maybe start with something small that you're going to hand off to somebody else. And when they show you that they they use good judgment, give them a little more. And it will add freedom to you. 
and you can be even more successful because you've been able to share that with other people. You've been able to share the responsibility with other people. And then when you win, you win as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that with my team, we're, at PDS, we're very blessed. Um, most of our employees have been with us for quite a while. And once, I know for me, when I learned to that they really wanted that responsibility, they wanted to help, and they wanted me to trust in them, mm-hmm. that the results were much better yeah. all around. But this past year, so Earl's been sharing about all the goals that he's had. And for years and years, I have talked about wanting a tiny home. We have looked at Clayton Homes does a line of designer cottages. So we've gone a couple of places to look at those. I just love them. Not that I wanted to live in them, but the idea of something small that you could turn into something beautiful and being very useful because Earl and I lived in a house that was way too big. Uh, We built our own home and it was way too big and it was pretty overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And um, since then we've downsized, I think every time. Every time we've, every time we've sold houses and bought and sold houses, we've downsized every time. So I really wanted to do something uh, a little smaller. So last January we were on a road trip We had gone to a conference in Arizona and we were on the way back and my brother-in-law called you, um, your brother, Randy, called you about a little house on a farm that was for sale. Mm -hmm. And what was your reaction? I said, I don't know if I'm ready for that. (laughs) I don't know if I want to deal with that. We had, we had, what's funny and backing up just a little bit, Thanksgiving, we were at my, my parents' house and we had seen, looked up in the little house just up the road from them. And I Kind of looked at it and kind of jokingly said, you know, if they ever decide they want to sell that house, let me know. I may be interested in it. It's like a 900 square foot home. It's a little bitty farmhouse. So I had just kind of jokingly said it because it's been in their family for years. They've ne- it's never been for sale. And so not thinking much about it. And so when he called and said, hey, just letting you know, they're going to sell that farmhouse. And they offered it to our family because, you know, they had offered it to their, some of their family. No one was interested in it. They offered it to our family because we grew up right there with everybody with it. So first I was like, I don't know. I'm not interested. Um, uh, let me talk to Renee and I'll call you back. And so as I'm hanging up, I turn around and look at Renee. She's sitting there smiling ear to ear, shaking her head. Yes. And I said, you don't even know what I'm talking about. And she like, she goes, yes, it's that little house. They're wanting to sell it. And I said, she goes, call them back and tell them we'll take it. I said, I don't know if I want it. I said, we were, we were just finishing remodeling, still in the middle of really remodeling our house now. And I was like, I just don't know. I said, I, I'm just getting this finished up and really don't want the commitment starting over with this. And she said, I really want it. This is exactly what I want. And so I called him back and said, hey, this is what they're wanting. So I'm like repeating to him what, what they said they wanted for the house. I'm like, to be sure this is what they want. He said, yeah, that's what they priced it for. And I said, okay, tell them I'll take it. So Renee was all excited. I was still a little bit on the weary side. Um, And so um, I called uh, my banker and told her what we was looking at doing. And so she kind of laughed and said, okay, that sounds great. And so when I told her what we was buying, even she laughed. She says, are you guys going to live there? 
because it's a hundred year old farmhouse and it's little bitty house. Um, it was a four room house and, um, and no heating and air. Um, the only source was a wood burning fireplace. Um, it had running water um, and they had installed a bathroom back in the eighties. I think it was, and still had the outhouse, the original outhouse there. Um, a, a big barn, a, a work building, some things like that. And I remember thinking, and this house looks like it was in a, just a capsule. It was, it was still like decorated. It was still the same flooring. It was still everything from like 1930 or whatever it was. And I thought, Lordy, what have we got ourselves into? This house was dark and it was dirty and and I felt like it's falling down and I felt like, uh, and she starts to like, we can do this and do that. And we can do this. And I thought, man, if we take the, the, the paneling off the wall, this place is going to fall. There's no way it's what's got to be holding it together. So we got the house bought, got everything done. I had to make a big commitment because just so you know, they won't put insurance on a house that don't have heating and air in it. Don't have a permanent heating source. Let me rephrase that. Don't have a permanent heating source. Although the fireplace had been the permanent heating source for 90 years. Um, and so I had to have uh, heat and air put into it, um, had to have a roof put on it, had to have the outside fixed, had to replace a couple of windows, everything. That's before we can even start working on the inside. That was just to get the insurance and get the house bought. Um, and I thought, Lordy, what have I got myself into? I've already sunk $20,000 in this house and we ain't even like got to stay there. So needless to say, I was still on the second thought going, man, this is crazy. What, what have I done? I'm just going to put this place for sale and get rid of this. And then <laughs> the family, the, another part of the family of the same family, but another part of the family had the land that connected to this house. They wanted to sell. Well, we ended up buying that also. So now we got this little 900 square foot house, 25 acre farm um, with barn and ponds and everything else that we've been working on. And um, finally got it, got it done. Um, every time we would go do something to it, I would be like, let's just get this done just so we can get this done and move in. And most people know Renee, that's not the case. It's got to be, you know, fancy and do it right. You know, so this may be the fanciest, uh, most high-tech little house in that part of the county has to be. Um, we end up uh, you know, getting everything done, putting new flooring everywhere, uh, and big fancy four-poster bed in this house and everything, and tin on the roof, um, in the, on, on the ceiling inside. We've done some stuff, and and so we had a ball new appliances and it just kind of kept going, but she's excited. She's happy with it. Um, and, uh, it's uh, fun. The first night we finally got to stay there. It was really exciting kind of getting to stay in this old farmhouse and thinking about all the history behind it. Yeah. So, um, it has been so much fun for me, a lot more <laughs> fun for me than a lot more work for me. Girls <laughs> had to put a lot of work in and during the time that we were fixing this, my dad got really, really sick. It was a sudden sickness. He was in the hospital for months that started at the end of October. And it, it was very difficult. But on the flip side of that, um, this little house is, is close to him, close to my in-laws. 
And so it has been a great comfort to us as well. But because of that, we had to kind of get it done, wrap it up at the end pretty quick, be able to stay there. And, you know, I had originally thought we'd put new cabinets in or maybe paint those, we'd put new countertops in. But instead, I was kind of forced to use what I had, which happens quite often. I'm pretty good at it, it turns out. So we were able to just make some small changes and keep what was there. But the whole point, this whole story, is that Earl and I both have been able to do some extra things. We still have a very successful business that is a blessing to us and to others. And I don't think we've missed a beat there. Earl is able to sign up for a 100-mile race. Mm -hmm. And we were able to redo this little bitty farmhouse, which had been on my vision boards for years and years. And I have so many plans of how I want that to bring me and other people joy over the coming year. But you have to be willing to dream it, to communicate it, and then be patient enough to work toward it and kind of move your schedule around. So there's probably maybe some things that you would like to do. And you're wondering how you're going to have time. And I would suggest, and I know Earl's going to have some suggestions too, but as Earl shared um, when he was talking about how he does a 100-mile race and still has a business and a full-time job and a family, there's probably some things that you're doing that you don't really care if you're doing or not. That if you could have what you want, if you could do the things that's on your dream list, on your goals, you would happily give up these other things. Sometimes we're not thinking about it like that because there's always somebody willing to steal your attention and your time if you let them. It takes a little bit of discipline and it takes some drive and it takes some vision. So that is one of the reasons that I have been offering these workshops on developing a vision. I think it's so important because if you don't take the time to do it, you can kind of get down and kind of depressed and think time's running out to reach those dreams that you have. And it just makes me sad to think about when everybody I feel like really can reach those dreams and have a better life and give their family more things and have more fulfillment and be happier overall with just some thought into it mm. and some work toward it, maybe giving up some things that's not that important to you. And, you know, restructuring your day or your time and talking to people who mean a lot to you for some input. And, you know, I often go to, to you, Earl, and I say, this is what I'm thinking. And you'll find the holes in it <laughs> always. You'll tell me why it won't work. But then you also will tell me why it might work and what we could do. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, the people that we're afraid to talk to our dreams about would love to hear them. They'd love to share in that. And they want to know, though, what their part is in that. And that sometimes takes a little bit of time to think through because sometimes you don't even know how you're going to do it, much less than how somebody can help you. But, you know, take some time, have a date night, have a friend over, whatever it's going to take to just dream a little together and have that vision. Yeah, I agree. That's something I hear so many people say, well, their their husband, wife, best friend, whoever's going to help them with their, uh, they're going to think this is crazy. I'm not even going to talk to them out there. And they hold it in and they're aggravated about it. When you're thinking what they're going to think, when you've never really talked to them about it, like you said, you'll come to me and, you, and Lordy, if we sit down with every big ideal she came to me with, 
it's always, you're not going to believe what I, I thought about today. And I'm usually sitting out, okay, give me a second. And she'll start telling me this big plan. It'll be some big ordeal things like that. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, slow down a little bit here. Tell me what you're thinking. She'll usually tell me what she's thinking. I was like, okay, I like that, but that's not going to work. And she'll always give me that look. Why? And, and when you tell somebody it's not going to work, you've got to have why it's not going to work. So I usually tell her, this is not going to work because of this reason here, but have you thought about doing this? And she was like, no. And it was usually, she'll get more excited about it because then she, because it'd be something, it's not always downsizing it. Most of the time, what I'm telling her is makes it, makes it bigger than what she's even looking at. So what happens, we'll start bouncing stuff back and forth off each other. And next thing you know, this plan that she came with this thought, now the plan in motion, and we see how each other's on board and we can make it happen. And for me, most of the time when I see she's that excited about it, I know I've got to make it happen in order for her to be excited. And that's something I enjoy. That's something I enjoy in life is when she gets, I love her excitement. And most of you guys that know her, she gets so excited over stuff. And I love that excitement. And so when I see that she's really that exciting, I know I got to help her do what she can to do it. So I'll tell her the holes in it, but also I'll give her some suggestions that she can do this and make it more fun, even more bigger what she's doing. So when you're thinking about something, you got to talk to somebody about it, whether it be a husband, wife, friend, family member, whatever. Don't be afraid to talk to them about it because if you're afraid to talk about it, it's probably not something you're very interested in because you got to be ready to throw it out to the world. Hey, I'm doing this and I'm going to be great at it. Yeah, I agree. I know when I first started in outside sales, you had already been working for the copier company. So you saw, you know, people were having some success and, and that kind of thing. And so when I started there and I was going to be doing outside sales, you were very encouraging. Mm -hmm. uh, you didn't necessarily have to push me, but if I said, okay, I've got to do this, you were very supportive and you never said, it's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. You never said, you know, there was plenty of, I'll never forget one night I called you and I was just crying because I had waited three nights in a row to see the manager at that car lot. Mm -hmm. And you saw my patience because yeah. you said, forget about it. I couldn't have the, I think you said something like, I don't know how you're going to do that, but you saw that I had a strength mm -hmm. and it was patience. Mm -hmm. uh, and I was persistent yeah. with my patience. Um, and so that was encouraging to me that, you know, you, you didn't say, um, it's not worth it. You said, I don't know how you're doing that. Um, but you were still supportive. Yeah. And even though I was getting home at eight or nine o'clock at night, because I had been there all evening. Um, and so through it all, you were very supportive and you were willing to listen. So you may not have shared your dream. You know, if you're listening and you have not shared your dream with someone because you think it's too big for you or they're going to think you're silly, I'm going to encourage you to share that with somebody because they're going to encourage you. And if you go to the, if you feel like it's silly, just say, I know this may sound silly, but hear me out. Mm -hmm. And that sets the conversation up for them to listen to you. And don't be ashamed that it sounds a little bit silly. There's people Earl tells all the time that he's going to run a hundred mile race. And they say, what? A hundred miles? I don't even want to drive a hundred miles. 
And that's then. But you have if you have to be kind of have a conviction for what your dreams are. But how you do that and how you continue to build on that is to share it with people who will encourage you mm-hmm. and people who are willing to dream alongside of you. All of those people in the world that you can think of who have been successful have been successful because they had a dream that they were willing to stick it out for. They were willing to think big. I mean, there's lots of books that I have read that have encouraged me through the years. And those helped my sales much more than a technique. A sales technique is just using your personality to figure out what some, how, it's, how you can help somebody else. Everybody's technique can be a little different because it has to suit your personality. It has to feel natural. But what works for the majority of people in sales is they figure out what motivates them, what inspires them to keep going when it gets hard. What what dream do you have? You know, the first house we, we bought, I had a dream. I wanted a house. They want to live in that single wide trailer forever. And so I came to you. I said, I want to do this. I can do it. And we worked on, you know, you encouraged me and I focused on that for 30 days in order to get a down payment. We found a house. I focused on it. But was because I was willing to focus on it and figure out what was important. And that made me good at sales. Wasn't really any technique. I was inspired for something I wanted and that was going to help me get there. Yeah. You had to drive with it, which is a big part, but also something we talked about how we need to do to get there. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something you got to do. You got to talk to somebody about it on how you do to get there, but also you got to have something that drives you in order to get that done, whatever that goal, whatever that part is, you got to have something that makes you excited to get out of bed in the morning and go work toward that. <laughs> so everybody just thanks for being along with us this week as we have talked for weeks now about vision boards and goals. I thought it would be neat just to hear what Earl and I have as goals and how we reach those together. And maybe my hope is that it will encourage you to dream and to have a vision for yourself and be inspired and reach out to me. If I can encourage you, if I can help you think through a dream that you have, if you're afraid everybody else is going to say, tell you that's ridiculous, call me, DM me, let me know what it is. I will share in the excitement with you. And if there's a way to brainstorm a way to get there, I'm all about it because I really believe that if God gives you a vision, a dream for something you want for yourself or your family, then you should try every way you can to achieve that. And it will help you and the people around you. I agree with that. You've got to stand strong with what you believe and what you want to work on. And like I said, you may have to adjust it a little bit because it may be something, but bouncing it off somebody and then coming back with maybe a few more things. Have you thought about adding this to it? It's really, I think sometimes doing that really makes you think exactly. because it exactly is 100% better. And I think it's going to drive you even more. And I think it's going to give you that strength to get it done. Yeah. So everybody just have a great week and continue to um, visualize what it is you want, what's important to you and how you can be fulfilled yourself but also help your friends and family. Yep. Everybody just continue thinking about those goals and writing them down, telling people about them, focusing on them and getting them done. Yep. Have a great week. Everybody have a blessed week.